Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, guys. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2021 Induction Edition. We welcome back Jason Hanley. You may remember Jason, guys, because he was with us on the Eddie Van Halen tribute, uh, and he is the Vice President of Education and Visitor Engagement at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, and he is here to discuss with us the nominees for 2021 induction. Hard list, guys. Super competitive. Let me spell it out for you guys. Ready? Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Chaka Khan, Carole King, Fela Kuti, LL Cool J, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Dion Warwick. I mean, what? Woof. Good luck with that one, guys. But yeah, I mean, to be eligible for a nomination, an individual artist or band must have released its first commercial recording at least 25 years prior to the nomination. Seven out of the 16 nominees are on the ballot for the first time. Uh, and yeah, guys, it's an incredible ballot, super competitive. And uh, fans can participate in the induction with a fan vote. Today through April 30th, fans can vote every day at rockhole.com. So you guys make sure to vote for your favorite artists there. Uh, we welcome Jason. We thank him for his time. And this is a really cool episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. The 2021 Hall of Fame nominees episode of J-Roth Concerts, the podcast. <laughs> Hey, Jamie, how you doing? Jason Hanley, look at you. <laughs> how are you doing, Jason? Hanging in there, doing good. You know, uh, exciting times here for the Rock Hall, but, you know, we're all still dealing with uh, the world we're living in here in 2021. So. It's in it always, absolutely. I know, right? You, Jason, <laughs> but you look great, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. thank you. I'm actually up here in our garage exhibit. The museum is open these days. We're back open again, so... Good. It's fun to be out in the public space a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. You know, for the audio portion, Jason's looking cool. Nice little polo. Looks like he's in the Florida tropics or something. Good for you, Jason. So, of course, Jason is, you know, the VP of Education and Visitor Engagement at the Rock Hall. He's our friend of the show. And he's got a great Twitter, guys. If you guys want to follow him, at Jason Hanley Rocks, right? Jason Hanley Rocks? Jason Hanley Rock. Yep. Jason Hanley Rock. I mean, for all your uh, rock and roll news uh, jokes cleveland round updates the whole thing it's it's a beautiful thing so uh jason so it's great to have you back on the show where do we even begin with this class of 2021 jason i mean what did you what do you think jamie what do you think about the class you know i think jason that it just gets harder every year i it, it just i don't know how how, how the cuts are going to be made here i mean yeah, you right? have a list I mean, you, you have a list, you know, that includes, I mean, let's not even talk about like, you know, the Foo Fighters or, or you know, or uh, Iron Maiden, but you have like, you know, LL Cool J, I think he's his second time around. Um, you know, you have Tina Turner, 
yeah. you know, you have, uh, I mean, everyone, Fela Kuti, you know, uh, the Go-Go's, Kate Bush, Devo, like, where do you even want to begin? I mean, Dave Matthews, again, didn't make it, you know, uh, you know, Pat Venatar didn't make it, like, right. So, so these are my first thoughts uh, when I saw the nominees, Jason, like, this is getting, getting very difficult. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It is a, a list. When you look at the 16 nominees this year, you know, you say to yourself, how am I going to vote for five, right? Because that's what the voters have to do. And if you do the fan vote online, you only get to vote for five. And it's an amazing list. What I love about it, Jamie, is it really gets at the diversity of sounds, styles, Definitely. You know, all sorts of influences from music from all over the place, including, like you mentioned, you know, Fela Kuti, the sort of pioneer of Afro uh, punk. So there's all these really great sounds on there. That's what excited me because that's, you know, I obviously working at the rock hall, <laughs> you know, yeah. music is my thing. I listen to rock and roll all day, all night and just getting excited about the choices. But that does make it hard to say, how are you going to pick one of these over the other? Now, you mentioned, you know, a couple of those big ones that did really well in the fan vote last year, Dave Matthews Band and um, Pat Benatar did not get back on the list this year. I think that's all right. I mean, I do, you know, have to respect that the fans came out in real support of them last year. So yeah. It didn't, it wasn't enough to push them into getting uh, inducted, but they'll be back. You know, I'm sure when somebody has that sort of popularity, they're going to cycle back on. You know, you mentioned Tina Turner, who's on this list. She's somebody that I personally am really excited about. She's already inducted with the group Ike and Tina Turner. Right. So if she gets in, she will be the, the next two-time female inductee after um, Carol, uh, sorry, after Stevie Nicks. But yeah. Carol Tina King Turner as well, right? Nominated once as a solo artist back in 1987. Mm. So it took that long, unfortunately, to get her back as a solo artist. But what an yeah. incredible... Uh, collection of music she has, you know? Absolutely, absolutely, Jason. I mean, there's all sorts of different directions we can go here, uh, but I, I mean, let's start with this. Is it like, you know, down the road from you in Canton, Ohio, the NFL mm -hmm. Hall of Fame, is it? Is there like a, like a limitations, like a statue of limitations where an artist after a certain amount of time is off the, off, off, off the ballot? There is not. And you could look at that as a good thing or a bad thing, depending on what side of the argument you want to take, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the thing that does for the NFL Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame in, in um, Cooperstown, New York, is that it, it puts an urgency on getting someone inducted, right? If they're up so many times, they're either going to get in or they're not. So I think the voters then say, all right, if we're going to do it, we got to get behind this person. With the Rock Hall, you can come up and get you know, listed as many times as you want. So I think with something like this, you see that um, some of these artists cannot make it and then end up you know, five years later, get on the ballot again. That's yeah. Uh, but it does mean no one ever gets locked out. There's always another chance. Okay. Someone could get inducted. Okay. Okay. So, so that makes that you know some of the quote unquote snubs a little bit more like digestible, if you will. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Good. Exactly. You know, and I, it's funny that you mentioned that word snubs too. I think a lot of people use that all the time. Yeah, there has There's to be a better word. Ones yeah. Where if an artist, like let's go back a few years ago, the Moody Blues finally got inducted. Hmm. I did consider that sort of a snub on our part over all those years because they were eligible for so long and they never ended up on the ballot. Yeah. Once they got on the ballot, they got inducted right away. Yeah. But a lot of these artists who, you know, Dave Matthews band wasn't really snubbed. We recognized them last year. Nobody ever makes the ballot who we don't think is worthy. Right. Absolutely. As you said, anybody on that list of 16 this year, 
would be a great Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. So yeah, I think you know some artists end up dropping off the ballot, but could easily come back the next year. Absolutely, absolutely. So you mentioned um, Tina Turner. She would be after Stevie Nicks, uh, a, a, a female two-time inductee. Carol King as well, right? Exactly right. Carol King. She'd be interesting because Tina, if she if she were to get inducted, would be a two-time performer. Carol King would actually be a, a two-time inductee in two different categories hmm. because she's currently inducted uh, as a songwriter with uh, her with Jerry Goffin, who at the time was her husband and songwriting partner. And you know the catalog of what they wrote for Brill Building songwriting and girl groups and all that back in the '60s was unbelievable. So now we're really saying we want to recognize Carol's work, you know, on Tapestry. By the way, an album that I went back and listened to again. I recommend to all the listeners out there to go back. Such yeah. an incredible album. Really Just see 50. why it swept the Grammys the year it came out. Um, but yeah, she, she still continued and, you know, continues to have an incredible solo career. So this would be honoring her for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Jason. So... Uh, I know I know you've talked ad nauseum about this, but like, you know, really quickly, you know, kind of like the bullet points for my audience that may not be aware. And they're like, how does one into the rock and roll, get into the rock and roll? How does one get into that list, right? Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong. There's like a committee of like, you know, 25 to 30 people. Uh, no one knows who they are. And they kind of like make the criteria like layout, right? Yes. So by the way, I will say a lot of people think that no one knows who they are. But if, if you want to know right now from last year, all you have to do is go to the, the Rock Hall of Fame store and get the program guide from last year. And in the back <laughs> of the program guide every year, it says who the nominating committee was. So I don't know. I think a lot of people just haven't read that far in the book. They don't get to the last page, the appendix. <laughs> it sounds more mysterious, Jason. <laughs> it you know? does sound more mysterious. But, you just you know, spoiled it's, the movie. It's, it's a good, it's a great group that includes, you know, some people are very uh, open and vocal and talk about it. Um, you know, Tom Morello is on it. Um, you have um, Alan White, the great uh, journalist who's on it. Uh, Greg Harris, our president and CEO of the Rock Hall is on it. It's right. chaired by John Landau. Mm -hmm. That group meets every year and they do look at a list of anyone who's eligible. It's a big list. And in the room, each of them advocates for a number of different artists. And then they have a dialogue to see if there's anybody else who should be brought up that none of them talked about. Um, you know, who are all the first time nominees. They do look at a list of anybody who was in the, um, what we call the voice your choice kiosk, which is one floor up from here where fans can come into the museum and say someone they want to see inducted. So they take all that into consideration and you can imagine their job is pretty hard too, right? I mean, there's right. hundreds, if not thousands of artists at this point that are eligible and they've got to narrow it down to 16. The key thing there, the one hard and fast rule is it 25 years since your first album? Mm -hmm. So once your first album or song or digital download in today's world, you've got the clock is starting 25 years later. 25 years. Yeah. Then after that, it's harder because in baseball, you could say, how many home runs do you have? Or, you know, football, how many passing yards do you have? Here, it's not based on charts Mystery. or how many hit songs, yeah. right? I mean, that, that plays into it. It's, we don't discount that. But it's really about impact. You know, yeah. like, how did you have an impact on the world? That could even be outside of music. You know, you got U2 posters behind you. Right? We're both big U2 fans, I imagine. U2 has had massive global impact in what Bono and the band has done, right? Uh, charity work and everything else. It's then also innovation, musically. Have they yeah. done something that's changed the game? 
Um, and that's why you're really looking for artists who have done something unique. It's not just, you know, repeating what someone else has done. You know, Devo is a great example on the list this year. I mean, really innovative musically, right? And then the last one is influence. Are they somebody that other artists still look back on today and say, yeah, this yeah. person was a guiding light to me, like, you know, in inspired me, gave me the idea for my career and what I was going to do. And those are the things they're intangible, right? You can't put a number on it. Like, you know, you two is not like 62% impactful. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's more of, we know it because we see it. Um, right. It takes a little bit more with art of having to think about that evaluation sure. of, of, are they worthy or not? Absolutely, Jason. Absolutely. So yeah, thanks for breaking that down. And uh, of course, fans uh, have a chance to get, have their voices heard, right? That's right. And the fan vote uh, is online right now at rockhall.com. You can yeah. go on once a day between now and the end of April. April 30th. Vote yeah. for your favorite. Now, I'll tell you too, Jim, because people always ask, the fan vote, whatever that final tally is of the top five, goes in as a single ballot that gets put in. So right. people say, oh, well, that's not a lot compared to the other, you know, 900 voters, which, by the way, includes living inductees, anybody who's inducted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Bono is getting to vote, you know, <clears throat> members of the Grateful Dead are getting to vote, you know, all these right. artists. But the thing I think that's super impactful about the fan vote is it does show what fans are interested in. Right. Uh, it puts that vote in. A lot of the regular voters have even told me, you know, they wait and see who's in the fan vote. Maybe it's somebody they weren't thinking of voting for and they realize, or they're wow, in the, the bubble, fan vote. Right. Yeah, right. They really turned out and they're, they're going to influence their vote. And like you said, it, um, it's impactful because someone like the Dave Matthews band that didn't get in last year, because they won the fan vote, that's important. We should talk about that again. Yeah. And, you know, that hopefully will play into them potentially getting a nomination in the future as well. I love it. I love it, Jason. I just want to ask you about a couple of artists. Now, listen, I'm sure my audience is going to be like, talk about the Foo Fighters. Listen, I, I, I get it, guys. Like, we love the Foo Fighters in this show. I mean, our amazing live. There's enough being said about the Foo Fighters in other channels, but I want to talk to you about a couple that maybe are not spoken about enough. You briefly touched on Devo. Let's talk about Devo for a second, because they were a pleasant surprise to see there, Jason. It, it, I think it made me smile, and it makes people smile. Uh, what do you... What do you think of, of Devo and uh, the impact they had on, on, on music in the 80s and up to today? Yeah, I think Devo is so important. By the way, formed you know, just a little bit south of where we are here in Cleveland at the Rock Hall, um, down at Kent State University. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't know the story of it. Devo was actually formed after the famous Kent State shootings, you know, that ah. Stills Nash and Young wrote about in Ohio yeah. and all that. Um, they were students there. And they actually saw some of that happening. So Devo actually stands for de-evolution is what the idea was. Ah, Their whole point okay. was, is society going backwards? Are things falling apart? Are we not doing what needs to be done? Now, I always say the interesting thing about a band like Devo is they used a lot of humor in their music and they were experimental. Mm -hmm. So you put those two together and you get a lot of people thinking like, what is going on here? Now, they're probably very well known for their video for Whip It, right? It's a right. great song, just a great pop song, a lot of humor in that. But, you know, I also look to songs like, you know, that, that your listeners can check out, like Gates of Steel mm. um, or Freedom of Choice. These right. are songs that have real kind of political messages to them. Interesting. Even though they're kind of done in that quirky, Devo, humorous style. And musically, they were really innovative, right? They're using synthesizers. They're using guitars in ways that people hadn't done 
they're really pushing the rhythm into these uh, different meters and changes. So the sounds are really off uh, from what we might expect from a pop band. So for me, I think Devo checks a lot of those boxes personally, right? The, the innovation, the influence, you know, on everybody from someone like Nine Inch Nails who got inducted last year to, um, you know, other artists uh, like Depeche Mode who got inducted last year. So yeah, I think Devo is somebody that we might think of one way, but you do a little bit of research and you see those layers and all the things behind it. I love that, Jason. What a, they have a lot more depth than one would imagine. Love it. And, uh, you know, really happy to see Kate Bush in that list, uh, Jason, because especially I feel like late, you know, in the past decade or so, her impact has become more notorious. You talk about artists like Florence Welch or Florence and the Machine or uh, Jenny Lewis. They've become more yeah. and more vocal about what Kate Bush has meant to them. And like, and, and it's such a great thing to see her name in here. Yeah. And I think, too, I'd add to that list uh, Tori Amos. Yeah. So definitely, if you think of her work is very pulled out of what Kate Bush did. You know, I've always been a Kate Bush fan. I love her music. You know, even back, I remember when she was first putting out records and people were talking about how David Gilmore had helped her get signed in the early days from hearing some demo tapes. Um, she is so big in England. People in the UK know her immediately. Here in the United States, she's maybe a little bit harder sell. People don't know her except for running up that hill which was a big hit in a video on MTV uh, back in the 80s. But I, I think you're right, Jamie, that the fact that she's such a great lyricist, you know, her songs tell these great stories, but they feel like poetry the way they're written. Musically, she's always doing something innovative. She's not just stuck into one sound, which means each album of hers is something unique. You know, she's experimented with synthesizer work. She's done things with orchestra. She's done things with different arrangements and bands, you know, um, the visuals for her were so important too. You know, she was a, a dancer as well as a singer. Uh, a lot of her images on the album covers and her music videos pushed the boundaries in new ways. Um, you know, I was really impressed too. She didn't tour a lot. And people didn't get to know her as a live act. Hmm. But just a few years ago, she had done um, in the UK a, uh, a series of live shows that sold out in like 15 minutes. And it's available as a CD and you can stream those concerts uh, sort of a whole theatrical show she did. Amazing. But there, I think the influence, as you said, on a lot of other, particularly female performers, but I think a lot of performers look back to her music and her artistry and say, this was something that was really impactful on me. Amazing. Amazing, Jason. You've been so good with your time, but listen, uh, you know, you know, you're always a friend of our show. We love talking to you. I mean, we could talk with you over music for days, we feel like, but, <laughs> but uh, right listen, back at you, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you this, you know, I just want to encourage people again, you know, visit rockhole.com. You know, if you're ever in the Cleveland area, visit that beautiful museum. They're planning an expansion. There is so much to do there, guys. Like you can literally go there every day for a week. Um, Absolutely. And just like spend different areas, different exhibits. And it's just a yeah. phenomenal thing, you know, and you can support the mission of, of the museum, support rock and roll. And, uh, and yeah, Jason, I mean, this list, look, when I, when I saw this list a couple of days ago or yesterday morning or whenever it was, it was like, you know what, this is, I'm not even, it's, it's like a buffet. It's like a buffet <laughs> of high end, high end food. Right. And like, okay, there's, there's, there's like lobster and there's like filet mignon, 
but everything else is like almost as good and it's like all right pick seven or whatever i can't yeah it's... That's, that's a great way to think of it right whether you go with the surf or the turf you're going to end up with something good and it's just sort of the, the flavor you're interested in in some you ways can't, right? you can't go wrong guys but but either way it's a win-win for the museum for for music and for rock and jason thank you so much for your time jamie thank you so much always love coming on man thanks for talking to me Last question. What's the Cleveland Browns situation going forward? Good team, right? Good team. <laughs> right next like, door I can't believe us. I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> the stadium right here. Totally, right? For the seasons that the Browns have had, to get to the point, you know, there were people who were disappointed we didn't make the, the um, Super Bowl. I said, come on, man. We were like so bad for so long. You guys have a good team. Even get where we are. And I was just really glad to see, you know, people stuck with Baker Mayfield and, you know, some of the great yeah. plays going on with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And, Chubb, uh, Chubb you know, is a good Jarvis guy, yeah. Landry. I mean, I think these guys for a year where they had to train without being in a training camp and, you know, Kevin Stefanski, a new yeah. coach, who didn't even really get to train with the team. Watch out. I think the Browns are coming for it. Next oh, year. yeah. Oh, yeah. Give us, giving hope to Dolphins fans and all that stuff. So, anyway, thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you Thanks, take man. care, man. Great Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.